faith, worship, obedience, favor, grace, provision, pride, stubbornness, judgment. From faithfulness to infidelity. From blessings to justice. Rudderless man falling and failing. Timeless God correcting and redeeming. An aimless generation repeating a cycle of rebellion and repentance. An unchanging God always giving his best, providing restoration. Thank you for, for being here. You're welcome. If you're joining us online, thank you for joining us. You are welcome here as well, sending you virtual hugs right now. It's so good to be in the house of God today. Would you say amen? Yeah. That's awesome. So many people here, and uh, it's so good to, to just um, spend the time together. We're in springtime now. As you can see, the sun is out. I've been kind of developing some new patterns been walking around uh, a little bit more, getting some vitamin B, I think, or D or whatever, A, B, C, D, all the vitamins, and just, you know, getting, getting some healthy habits and, and, and new patterns. We have our little guy who uh, is one year old now, he's walking around, uh, Ishmael, he is, he is a lot of joy and fun, and um, I, I find these days that we have to clean the house a, a little bit more so that when he licks all of the <laughs> floors and the things. This morning when I was uh, trying to go through my sermon, he was going through some of the, uh, the scraps, papers that's lying, lying around in my, my bin there for recycling. And so I'm like, hey, stop that. We don't want that pattern. You don't eat inedible things that, that are not supposed to be <laughs> eaten. And so today what I'm going to talk about Patterns. I want to talk about new patterns because when you become a Christian, you know, Pastor Collins kind of talked about it last week from Romans 12.2, you have to develop new patterns. Christ has redeemed you. Now your life is in him. By renewal of your mind, you develop new patterns. You don't think the same way anymore. You don't, you don't, uh, you don't laugh at the things that... that that uh, you used to laugh at. Yeah, you don't tolerate some of the, some of the, some of the things that, that's, that's being taught around that's false, that's not according to the new pattern that God has given you, that God has called you to walk into. And, and kind of like his sermon, because I, I thank him for kind of putting, you know, just, uh, just setting the stage a little bit. I take that, and I want to give you guys kind of the narrative from the Old Testament that gives us this, this, this picture. The book of Judges. I took a course uh, at the seminary there uh, last uh, January, and so I kind of know what I'm talking about. We're going to be in Judges 4, just highlighting the story. And hopefully, the Word of God today would inspire us and inform us to how we develop the new patterns that God has for us. But before we do that, let's, let's, look at, look, let's look at the place. What's going on there? What is society like? The book of Judges, I was talking to, to Blake um, 
when, when, I was, uh, when I was just uh, talking about, you know, I'm going to preaching uh, judges, he went to Bible college, he said, oh, that's a crazy book. One of the craziest books in the Bible where everything is just doing, is, is happening, everyone is doing everything in their own eyes, the way they see fit, and it's a crazy book. I mean, I encourage you to read the rest of this um, throughout the week. That's my challenge for you. There is a pattern in the book of Judges, in the period of the Judges, where the Israelites, where the tribes that make up Israel, God's people at the time, were just doing everything according to their own wantings, to their own kind of desires, how they see fit the things that they want to do. There was, there was no leadership. There was no real, there's no real uh, uh, order to, to, to things. Society was, was in disarray. And, and, and when, when you study the book of Judges, you, you go from, from, from the top of the barrel going down. It spirals down to the things that, that people are doing that are, that are really just, just dark, really just, just w- when you leave people off without God and they're left to themselves these are the things that they would be doing. And you can see that in the world today. A lot of these things are happening today. And so again, I, wanna, I, wanna, I, wanna, I want us to see that there is the old pattern, and then there is the new pattern that we have in Christ. And we want to develop that. You know, talking about patterns when, you, when you're... You know, when I was learning how to drive, I'm looking at the manual for, for driving, and I, I see, okay, so the red light means you have to stop, and, and uh, green means go, and when it's amber, it means speed up, and <laughs> don't get caught. If there's any police, somewhere there. If, 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 the, if the light is going off red, what do you do? Stop and proceed with caution, I guess. There are different patterns, and you have to be careful. Otherwise, you'll, you'll be in an accident. Well, there's music as well. Whenever I play drums, uh, and I try to be fancy and miss the beat or, or uh, miss the rhythm, there is, there is uh, some ears that are going off, and you don't want to hear it. Wrong patterns. When you have... Um, you know, I don't know if your kids are playing in a sports team and, and uh, some of you play basketball and you know that you're supposed to bend your knees, push through and not flick the ball. Don't use two hands, use one hand. And you learn all that foundational stuff. You learn that pattern right away. Otherwise, you develop a pattern that lasts and you don't want that. God's people in the book of Judges have found themselves wanting a way out of their own doing. For long years, they are in a state of despair because they find themselves far from God, oppressed by the enemy tribes around them. A new pattern. We're called to new patterns. If you follow boxing, there is... There is um, an A side and a B side. And uh, you, uh, if you are the B side, you don't get to decide some of the things that happen in, 
in, in, in the event, in the ring, the size of the gloves, what corner you want to be in. You want to be red, you want to be blue. You, you, know, you want to you know, do your ring walk before your opponent or after your opponent, what anthem you want, what music you want. And um, oftentimes, the reigning champion, the older champion, usually has the favor of the referee. And so if you're on the B side, what you really have to do is not rely on beating your opponent by score. What you have to do is really go for the knockout. We're going to see here that the people of God in Judges needed a knockout to do something about their situation. The patterns that you see in your life, there are patterns that we can get discouraged by and we don't want to deal with it because we need the knockout and we, we don't have the means, it seems, to go for it. And so a little bit about the background, the pattern of the judges. Here it is. For hundreds of years, this is why the Israelites were stuck because God would deliver them. By the way, this is, was the generation after uh, Moses and Joshua, and God did not elect another, you know, um, kind of top-down leader. Instead, he brings in judges. And what happens for years and years is that God would use the judges to deliver them, and they would, when that judge dies, they would go back to idolatry, doing the things that they did before, but only worse. And then they would get oppressed by other tribes around, and then they would cry out to God, and God would deliver them again. And guess what happens next? Back to the same old pattern that they were in. We got to establish new patterns. Just to give you a little bit of, the, of what, what's happening there, it says, um, you don't have the slides over here, but it says in chapter 2, verse 11, the Israelites did what was evil in the Lord's sight. They worshiped the Baals and abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of Egypt. They followed other gods from the surrounding peoples and bowed down to them. They angered the Lord, for they abandoned him and worshiped Baal and Ashtoreth. The Lord's anger burned against Israel and handed them over to the marauders who raided them. He sold them to the enemies around them, and they could no longer resist their enemies. Whenever the Israelites went out, the Lord was, was against them and brought disaster on them, just as he had promised and sworn to them, so they suffered greatly. The Lord raised up judges who saved them from the power of the marauders, but they did not listen to their judges. Instead, they prostituted themselves with the other gods, bowing down to them. They quickly turned from the way of their fathers, who had walked in obedience to the Lord's command. They did not do as their fathers did. Whenever the Lord raised up a judge for the Israelites, the Lord was with him and saved the people from the power of their enemies, while the judge was still alive. The Lord moved to pity whenever they groaned because of those who were oppressing and afflicting them. Whenever the judge died, the Israelites would act even more corruptly than their fathers following other gods to serve them. Bow down to them. The cycle. Beware about the patterns and the cycles that you establish in your life. Or you will end up like the Israelites. And I could say for myself that there are areas in my life that God is working through 
There are areas that I'm stubborn in, and I come with humility and the grace of God today that he is bringing victory over those. That's the question we want to answer today. Do we have the victory to be able to defeat the enemies that you have and form new patterns? And so we go to Judges chapter 4. The Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord after Ehud had died. Let's keep going. So the Lord sold them to King Jabin of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. The commander of his army was Sisera, who lived in Harosheth of the nation. Keep going. Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord because Jabin had 900 iron, iron chariots, and he harshly oppressed them 20 years. Generation after generations, this would happen. And now your enemy, 900 chariots in front of you. The same old story. Do you find yourself oppressed by an old enemy? An old habit that keeps tripping you up. The old way of thinking that keeps you in a state of anxiousness. The old nature that keeps popping up, that makes you miserable, that makes others around you miserable. The old sin that keeps you hooked to the, th the wrong thing, and even though you know better, seems like it's hard, too hard to fight back. I'm too anxious. 900 chariots. It's too much. I don't have what it takes. But today, let me remind you that there's a, a glimmer of hope. We're going to look here that God, in some odd kind of way of expressing, you know, his, his greatness in the story, would choose a judge that you and I wouldn't pick necessarily. I introduce her as God's pattern disruptor. Everybody say it with me, pattern disruptor. Do you have a pattern disruptor in your life? Here's the picture. Does she look like the woman in New York, you know, Statue of Liberty? I think that's where we got it from, right, Pastor? Amazing, beautiful-looking woman of God. I'm so thankful that I have a pattern disruptor in my life. That's my wife. She tells me when my patterns are wrong. <laughs> Leads me back the right way. And so we will see from verse 4 to 7. Deborah, a prophetess and the wife of Lapidoth, was judging Israel at that time. She would sit under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim. And the Israelites went up to her to settle disputes. She summoned Barak, son of Abinoam, from Kadesh in Naphtali and said to him, Hasn't the Lord, the God of Israel, commanded you, Go deploy the troops on Mount Tabor and take with you 10,000 from the Naphtalites and the Zebulonites. Then I will lure Sisera, commander of Jabin's army, his chariots, and his infantry at the Wadi Kishon to fight against you. And I will hand him over to you. In a society where women were often looked down upon, in a time of turmoil, in 
time of battle, time of war, men were supposed to go to battle. Women were supposed to stay home and take care of the children and, and make sure that the crops are still, are still good to go so that they can feed the nation. God uses something that people normally see out of place and disrupts the old pattern. Only God can do this. Why did God choose women at this time to do something they were not designed for? For war, for battle in the field? Then I got, I, I, I got thinking, what were the men doing? We see what the men are doing. Where we have the man who was supposed to go in battle but he's too paralyzed to do what he's supposed to do. Deborah already said, hasn't the Lord summoned you to go? And so this is the second time that, 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 that the word has been spoken over him, but he's too paralyzed. And so I think we have a slide over here about Barak in this, uh, in this conversation. And so she's right there. Aren't you supposed to go? And then verse 9, sorry, uh, verse, verse 8, Barak said to her, if you go with me, I will go, but, you, but if you will not go with me, I will not go. So what a man, right? I will gladly go with you, she says, but you will receive no honor on the road you are about to take because the Lord will sell Sisera to a woman. This is how we know the, the general of the Lord's army, Barak, is supposed to go, and he, God has chosen men to be in the battlefield. That's God's design. But here, since he wasn't willing to go without her, God is going to give the glory to another woman. Another odd thing that God is choosing to show himself as the one that is really Sovereign over all this story. And he disrupts the old patterns of the people. Ironically, Barak's name in Hebrew means lightning. But this Barak moves like thunder. Just a little bit slower. He still moves. We will give him the credit, actually. Spoiler alert in the story. He still moves, but just a little, you know, he's not living up to his name. We see Deborah willing to go. And then she prophesies about another pattern disruptor, a woman, who will instead receive the honor through God's plan. And so you might be thinking, man, yeah, I get that. That's inspirational. That's good. But I still see 900 chariots. I still see big problems in front of me. I'm still hooked in that habit that I can't get rid of. That's fine. Let's, let's keep going. We see Deborah speak the victory of the Lord. There are patterns here that you can see already for how God wants for us to deal with the old patterns. She speaks the victory of the Lord. 
The general Barak then gains, gains confidence and does what he's supposed to. See, he was slow, but he would still do it. When God's word is preached and received, faithless, fearful men, fearful people, receive confidence from God. That's why we need to study God's word and share it to others. That's why we need to speak as, as, as God's spokesperson in our families, in, 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 our, in our group of friends, wherever we go, because God can do something with his word where our anxiousness and our fears will get stuck. And so, verse 15. Oh, sorry, I'm in verse, verse 10. I'm jumping ahead. All right, too excited. Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali to Kadesh. 10,000 men followed him, and Deborah also went with him. Now Haber and the Kenite had moved away from the Kenites, the son of Hobab, Moses' father-in-law, and pitched the stand beside the oak tree of Zanamnim, which was near Kadesh. It was reported to Sisera that Barak, son of Abinoam, had gone up Mount Habor, Tabor. Sisera summoned all his 900 iron chariots and all the troops who were with him from Harosheth, of the nations of the Wadi Kishon. Then Deborah said to Barak, Go, this is the day that the Lord has handed Sisera over to you. Hasn't the Lord gone up before you? So Barak came down from Mount Tabor with 10,000 men following him. Earlier he was wondering whether he would even go, lest she doesn't go. Now 10,000 men are looking to Barak to go into battle. Something happens when the word of God is preached, confidence, and now people are following our fearful warrior. The Lord threw Sisera, all his chariots, and all his army into panic before Barak's assault. Sisera left his chariot and fled on foot. Barak pursued the chariots and the army as far as Harasheth of the nations. And the whole army of Sisera fell by the sword. Not a single man was left. Meanwhile, Sisera had fled on foot to the tent of Jael, the wife of Haber, the Kenite, because there was peace between King Jabin of Hazor and the family of Haber, the Kenite. We see here another woman. Just another woman. Not a judge, not a political leader, not a judicial uh, judge like, like Deborah. Just a normal blue-collar woman. Another unexpected person, a disruptor of the old patterns. God does something amazing here. Meanwhile, Sisera had fled on foot. Sorry, Jael went out to greet Sisera and said to him, Come in, my lord, come in with me. Don't be afraid. So he went into her tent and she covered him with a blanket. He said to her, Please give me a little water to drink, for I am thirsty. She opened a container of milk, gave him a drink, and covered him again. Then he said to her, Stand at the entrance to the tent. If a man comes and asks you, where is this man? Say no. Is there a man here? Say no. While he was sleeping from exhaustion, 
Abers' wife, Jael, took a tent peg, grabbed a hammer, and went silently to Sisera. She hammered the peg into his temple and drove it into the ground, and he died. I tell the youth, don't get hammered. <laughs> this gives meaning to, 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 to that as, as a visionary, cautionary thing. You see, because we have Sisera, another general that was of the other tribe that were, that were oppressing. He was, he was, he was uh, King Jabin's general. And now the, the confidence of the Lord is with uh, our general Barak comes down with so much army, so much power, so much confidence. Now they are winning the battle. And the general goes into a tent of the Kenite. The Kenite were descendants of Moses' father-in-law. They, they, were, they were somehow related at some point. And, and the Canaanites thought that the Kenites were not with the Israelites, and so they thought they were allies, but really they were not. God was preparing the people in the scene to be, to know who the enemy is. And so General Sisera thought that he, he was safe in the Canaanite woman's tent. Jael, very smart woman, genius, just like, come in, my Lord. I'll serve you. He asks for water. He's exhausted. He wants to sleep. He just wants to hide there. Let, you know, forget about his army. Forget about his brothers. Forget about his honor. Forget about his, his people. He would just let his brothers, his army, die in battle without him. And so really, this honorable man are walking around. The land had no real leadership. And so thankful for Jael to, to, to be quick on her feet. She knows what to do. He asks for water. She gives him milk. Now, we have a toddler. He loves milk. And I realized that, I guess, by now, milk is, is really helpful to, 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 to make them go to bed, you know? They're really tired. You give them some milk, make them sleepy, I guess. And she knew that in ancient times. Milk makes people sleepy. And so if there was extra percentage of fat in there, probably, to, to make him really just enjoy sleeping. Smart woman. And so here we are. God yet using, again, another pattern disruptor. She will get the honor for this battle. She deals with the enemy commander, enemy general. This is not only a compliment for her, who genuinely pretends to be friendly with the enemy. She was taking a risk doing this, by the way. Offer some milk in place of rest, Right? At any point, the general could just attack her. And so she was a brave woman. It also speaks about how far men will abandon their place of leadership and their honor when they're not living up to 
what they're called to be. That's what Barak was doing earlier when he was unwilling to fight. There's, this is where Sisera is. Here's the truth, the theological truth from here that we can grab. The Lord longs to encourage scared, faithless, and disobedient people. Even out of a society of, of what's supposed to be God's people, that honors God, that doesn't, that doesn't you know, worship other gods, deep in sin, God desires for them to move forward. God desires for you to move forward wherever you are today. Whatever you've done, whatever your background, whatever, whatever it is that you're dealing with circumstantially, over and over again, God wants to, 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 to get you to move forward. The Lord is willing to use anybody to accomplish his plans and purposes, even those considered unfit for the task, like Deborah and Jael, in stark contrast to Barak and Sisera. And so I thought about really emphasizing Jael's character here. Because you might be sitting there thinking, well, I'm not really a leader. I'm not a Deborah. She's a fiery woman. She is, she is a leader. She is a judge. She has a position judicially. But we can't make excuses for the other woman God used. Just a normal blue collar, willing to step up, step into the situation as it arises. Risking her life to try to make a difference. And she gets the honor. And God gets the honor in all of this. Z desires to, 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 to show us that, yeah, you know what? If people won't step up, if, 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 the, if, if leadership won't arise, I will raise people myself. Even those that you think aren't fit for this, I will, I will make them fit. God is able to do the impossible in your life. And so think about that as, as, as you think about the, the old patterns that you have. Perhaps God is raising up people in your life to help you out. Perhaps they're not real big leaders, but they are women who are willing to step in your life and help you and, 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 and pray for you and, and, and come together uh, to in community so that you can move forward. You can defeat the enemies that are in front of you. And so here it is. Here's, here's the victory. When Barak arrived in pursuit of Sisera, Jael went out to greet him and said to him, Come and I will show you the man you are looking for. So he went in with her and there was Sisera lying dead with a tent peg through his temple. That day, God subdued King Jabin of Canaan before the Israelites. The power of the Israelites continued to increase against King Jabin of Canaan until they destroyed him. They did the knockout blow, and then they increased power over the king of the Canaanites, the Israelites continued to gain power. They continued to learn new patterns. And then they destroy him eventually. That's really the, 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 the pattern that I want to talk about today. When you form new habits, it takes 21 days to form, to form a new one. It takes 21 days, they say, according to research, to, 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 
to get rid of old habits. And so it, when, you, when you think about this, don't think that you can, you can do this overnight. This is a, a process that you need to be consistent at, the new pattern. There are things that you need to, to put, uh, put off. There are things that you need to, to, to just erase in your mind, to push to the side and fill yourself with God's word. Fill yourself up with the community of God's people so that you can form new habits. You can flush out the things that are not supposed to be there. Old habits, old patterns to new ones. God is with you in all of that. And so be encouraged today. God is willing. Are you willing? Would you be willing to be an old pattern disruptor today? It's, it's, it's different for, for all of us. Different families of different patterns, old patterns that you've, you've somehow inherited, some circumstances, some challenges that are sort of inherent in, in, in your life. But God wants to help you move forward and form new ones. Whatever it is, I don't have time to list all of them today. You know where you are. You know the patterns that God wants to deal with your life. But let's work together as a church, as small groups, in youth, young adults, in the different uh, groups that we have. You're welcome to come to, to men's group. We, we meet once a month on Saturdays. Let's form new patterns. Walk in the newness of life that God has for us. You see, how do you do this? If you're not a Christian today, if you're not a believer, if you don't know that um, you have a personal relationship with Jesus, he is really the one we're pointing to in the book of Judges. He is the one that we're preaching about because Jesus is the one that deals with all of our sin, all of our mistakes. Jesus, you have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 2,000 years ago, there was a different peg that went through his wrists and his feet in order to deal with the sin of humanity. Jesus' hands and feet were pierced for you and I so that your sin can no longer dictate the pattern of your life. God, I'm thankful that I don't have the same patterns anymore. I am thankful that Jesus died for me and he rose from the dead and has given me new life in Christ. Is that true in your life? Come on, would you give God some praise for that reality in your life? You have a new pattern. Walk in the newness of life. Let Jesus disrupt the old patterns in your life. Live out the victory he won for you on the cross. Because we're not trying to gain victory, really. Jesus is victorious on the cross of Calvary. And so we walk from victory, not to victory. We have the victory of Christ in our lives already. All you need to do is get close to him, receive him as your Lord, and walk in the newness of life. And you can form new patterns that will change your circle, your school, your workplaces, and you can, you can change and make an impact in somebody else's life. We live in a society just like the judges. It's a downward spiral, but Christ 
wants to use us as a church, as individuals, as groups, to reach those who are living in that scene. And if you are there today, God's grace and mercy and love is inviting you today. He invites you to receive him. Worship team, would you come up and we're going to sing a song. We're going we're gonna to pray, but if that's you today, if you're wondering whether the things that you've done have, have, have really separated you from God, it has. And yet, the cross of Christ is the one that bridged the gap for us so that we can move forward. And so that is the invitation I want to issue to you today. You receive Christ today. For those of you who are believers in the Lord, call yourself a Christian, you've received Christ. Continue to walk in the newness of life, the new patterns that God has established and is calling you to. Do not walk to the pattern of this world any longer, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for your word that inspires us, instructs us, challenges us to form new patterns. God, I pray for that person that is discouraged. Maybe they've done some mistakes. Maybe they've went back to doing the things they used to do that really separated them from you. I thank you that your grace covers them today, that they've received you as their Lord and Savior, then, then they are part of the family. And you will never leave anyone out that is part of your family, but you're calling them to, to receive the instruction that you have for them to walk into the newness of life again in Jesus Christ. And so I pray for everyone today. God, I pray that you would lead us. You would be our leader. You would be our crew chief to speak to us when we need encouragement, when we need to turn from, from the things that we are not supposed to go and do and, and be. I thank you, Lord, for the new life that we have in Christ. And we all have new pattern when we walk in the light of, of your word. And so help us, Lord, to have the faith to obey you, to walk with you, to form the new patterns that you have for us. Thank you for your presence today. Lead us now to be people who would make a difference in a society like Judges, like Lloyd Minster, where it's a downward spiral. Help our friends, help the people in Lloyd Minster and use us in the process. We thank you for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand and join us as we continue our praise to God this morning. <clears throat>